Do you love decorating your home with your personality and showing people who you are as soon as they enter the room? But maybe it's just so difficult to find what you are looking for. Maybe some Pokemon card coasters. Or maybe even some Totoro miniature vases. Hell, maybe even a Star Wars Rebel logo canvas for your wall. Well, luckily for you, us over here at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks have teamed up with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T to give you what you've been looking for. Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T has opened up her Etsy shop where you can decorate your home and yourself with your favorite nerdum, from anime to Disney animations or even mythical creatures. If you are looking for it, Tiny T from Nerdy Crafts has got it. You can find Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T by searching Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T on Facebook and Etsy or by clicking the links provided to you on the Level Up with Benjamin Banks podcast page. Also, make sure you use the code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off your purchase. That's code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Decorate your home with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T today. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you are listening to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Trav, the trash man, Martin. D isn't here this week because he is under the sea, trying to save the planet from the monster that is at the bottom of the sea. Right. And uh, it's just me and Trav this week. So, Trav, how you doing today, bro? That's right. And it and, and ain't, and ain't just Trav. It's terrific, Trav. I've turned over a new leaf. I'm terrific, feeling good. Trav. Terrific, okay. Trav. And I'm here, and I'm feeling good. You got the white suit on now. I got the... Yeah, that's right. Your boy you, like, you, like, ra- you like Raven. She got the white outfit on now. Right. She don't got the black one on. Mm-hmm. But no, it's good having you here, man. Uh, you know, like I said, this is the spooky season. We've been staying strong all this month. We've been having incredible guests. And today's guest, he is an actor, a voice actor, one genuine guy. You know what I'm saying? His birthday just passed. And, uh, you know, we want to say happy birthday to him as well. And that is Mr. Lou Temple. So before we get into today's interview, everybody, here's a word from our sponsors. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's me, your boy, Benjamin Banks. And I am talking about our sponsor, Duane O'Neill, who is dropping his new book, Dear Dominic, which you can get off of Amazon, where he pretty much plants a roadmap for his son, Dominic, and tells him how to get through the country as a minority. Make sure that you check his book out and go to Amazon and pick it up. The spooky season is rolling on, and we have another incredible guest, and that is Mr. Lou Temple, professional actor, voice actor. The man has done it all. Lou, how are you doing today? Um, great, Mr. Banks. It's nice to be here, Travis. Good to see you. The trash man, Travis. Now I, find I told him it's no more trash man. Okay, then let's not do that anymore. I'm, I, Bro, I'm I've been calling... I've been calling this man the trash man. And, I know. And I forgot what I changed it to. I don't remember said, what I said. It was after we interviewed um, uh, Robert, Robert, Robert Allen Mutes. You got to right. say the full name. It's like a trial call quest. Yeah. And you said you weren't you weren't the trash man anymore. You were the Mr. Terrific or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrific Trav. That's what it was. OK. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm terrific. I'm fine with all of that. Thanks for having me leveling up with banks. That's pretty cool. I feel like I'm leveled up. Uh, I'm hey. currently in Oklahoma City right now uh, doing a film with uh, Danny Trejo and and. Vincent Ward and Efron Ramirez. Uh, it's a movie called the. It's a movie called Seven Cemeteries. Oh wow, nice! It's pretty cool. It's a supernatural thriller where uh, um, Mr. Trejo is given a second lease on life through a a Mexican bruja, which is a witch, mm-hmm. and she gives him the secret to resurrecting 
uh, his his former gang, his homies, so that we can take on a drug cartel, as you do, and nice. um, and <laughs> in Texas. So we're the undead, or otherwise known as revenants. You know, we all had this huge respect after Mr. DiCaprio's movie for for the revenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and we're sort of tearing that respect down with our revenants. <laughs> okay. I, like I, really, I like that. I really never really knew what revenant meant, you know, because it's got that. It's got a high tone to it. It's a yeah. It's word. one of those big words. You know it's what a, I'm saying? It's a, it's, it is. And 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 it has reverence to it. But now that I know what it is, just the undead, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of silly. And so <laughs> I'm doing that. A lot like this shirt that I'm wearing um, for the color of October orange. I like. Hey, that. I like it. I, I orange. You, you know, aren't you glad you you know that? Yeah, <laughs> I am. Okay. Yeah, I am. Right. No, it's a uh, it's very Hawaiian themed. So yeah, it hey. is. Well, you know, I'm trying to keep the beach near this uh, uh, this middle of Midwest America and Oklahoma City, which is actually really nice. I'm I'm surprised uh, how comfortable the weather is here. Nice. Uh, probably the same in Virginia or wherever your audience is. Yeah, uh, here, I mean, because usually in Virginia, the weather, it fluctuates. Like sometimes it could rain. Like earlier today, it looked like it was going to rain and then the sun came out. So it can definitely get crazy here in Virginia. Usually with us, it's like we always uh, joke about like what we're supposed to wear outside yeah. because you because know. you could you could wear some shorts and a t-shirt and then it's pouring down raining like we've even seen it sometimes where it's like on one side of the street it's raining and then on the other side of the street the sun is blazing so yeah that, it's that old that old adage, adage if you don't like the weather wait around a few minutes it'll change mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> I, I, I know that about virginia and just about every place else in the world mm-hmm. uh can lay claim to that uh, so leveling up with banks, how do I do that? Uh, Trav, how does he do that? Look, man, as soon, as soon as you come on this podcast, you've already leveled up. You know, uh-huh. you're leveling us up. We're leveling you up. You know, the vibes going. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel right. it. It's, it's the energy is high. And, right. you know, one, one of the things I always say is like, we're like Olive Garden here because when you're here, your family. There's the, there's the pitch there. You know, you it got is. that. That's like a, the disclaimer mm-hmm. uh, huh? that you, you got it all covered up. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm leveled up now. I can be. <laughs> hey, that's a hey, you didn't even have to jump and hit the brick and the mushroom came out. You didn't even have to do any of that. Now, one thing I wanted to say before we uh, dive further into this interview is I wanted to say happy birthday. Your birthday just passed. That's very cool. Thank you. Yeah, October 2nd. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, vote for Pedro um, uh, Efron. He he gave me a birthday gift, and it was this scarecrow, which is not too scary. I think he's got a friendly face, you know. um, And But scarecrows are scary. We all know Mm -hmm. that. Oh, and, now, does the uh, scarecrow have a brain, though? Uh, yeah, well, that one was really fun. You know, if I only had a brain, he would rate rate Cod Kugler Codger. He was excellent, and I, I think uh, he had a lot of fun too. So uh, this isn't too scary a scarecrow, but I'm happy to have it. And it was Efron's birthday. We went out to dinner and celebrated with some steaks and Mr. Trejo. Hey, that's what I love to hear. You ain't doing it right if you ain't getting a steak. How do you like your steaks? Uh, I like it rare a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot like, uh, 
thousand dollar bills, rare. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I like, you know, my steak and I get a baked potato and maybe mm-hmm. something green on the side. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, but the steak is, is the game. And my thing about a steak is that I like to go at it because I like my steak to, um, even though it's not cooked a lot, I like it not to cool down too much. So right. I'm digging in and I'm knifing and fighting until the end. <laughs> so, uh, it's not a steak in a conversation with Lou Temple. It's just a steak and look at him go, look at him go, look at him go. Little guy eating a lot. And so uh, Michael Rooker used to always enjoy going to, and he he would buy me steaks because he said, I love I love watching you eat steak. You just you just go, you know, in 10 minutes, done. Whether it's spot on 24 ounces, you know, whatever. And so that it's not that I'm chewing and not enjoying it. It's just that I'm wanting to have the steak at its best. You right. know, yeah. right. I'll, I know when you're at the dinner table, and nobody's talking. It means the meal's good. So, that is so yeah. That is yeah. True. I recently mm-hmm. just came back from Italy on a film and they talk a lot during dinner. Right. And, uh, and it always sounds like it's a, it's a, a, a opera or a tragedy mm. you know <laughs> oh travis what's the matter with you pasta pasta what's the matter come on travis you gotta eat, eat mangi, mangi, mangi. and you're like oh no what happened and they're, they're just very happy and there's a song to their voices there's a song to the cadence of their speech which is mm-hmm. uh really good and i think us southerners have a little bit of that but i don't know americans we've kind of hammered flat the language unfortunately because you listen to french and german and Italian and Spanish. There's a lot of singing to those sounds. I really appreciate that. That's probably why whenever you watch a Disney movie, it's like whenever they're having dinner, like it's always a song or a story being told. Mm -hmm. I was doing a Disney movie, as a matter of fact. Oh, for Mm -hmm. real? What Disney movie? It's called Rosaline and Juliet, which is the Romeo and Juliet story. Apparently, Romeo, we all forgot, he dumped his girlfriend in the beginning of the uh, of the play from Mr. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare. And that girl that he dumped was Rosaline, and Rosaline was Juliet's cousin. And if he just stayed with Rosaline, um, things might have worked out better for him. And then this, you know, turns out he and Juliet had very little in common. I mean, yeah. it was good for a first date, but <laughs> they died. We don't really know how that would have ended, but Disney's going to let you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I, like I mean... I, I just like how, you know, since we're talking about Romeo and Juliet, like you have like all of these different versions of the story that has been told. And one of my favorites is the one that had Leonardo DiCaprio. And it, mm-hmm. I remember watching that when I was a kid back in the 90s. And I like how they modernized it and, you know, made it it made it cooler, you know, especially if you're a kid, because when yeah. you're younger, you know, you really don't watch like a lot of Shakespearean plays and stuff like that. And that's Shakespeare you know, to wear you out. I mean, that is mm-hmm. like, you know. That's like having to, you know, lima beans or go to bed early. Like, oh, mom, <laughs> you know. And, uh, but, you know, as we grow up, we are adults. It's funny how we like to go to bed early and lima beans aren't so bad, but neither is Shakespeare. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, this is a retelling of that story loosely based and it won't, uh, it, and it's for the fun. It's for the fun factor. But you're right, the DiCaprio, that was Baz Luhrmann, I think, that yep. directed that. And right. uh, it was it made it very accessible, as you say, uh, to young 
young like audience. audience. Mm-hmm. And that's important because then that translates into, well, that Shakespeare was kind of cool. And then you start mm-hmm. investigating some of his other works and you realize, wow, there's some really, there's some, something for everyone, a romantic comedy, a, a mystery, a horror, you know, there's something there. So um, he, he, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So one question that we always ask all of our guests here on the pod is what is your origin story? hero or villain has one so tell everybody who lou temple is mm, that's a good one and my superpower okay uh <laughs> I like yeah this. i was a i was a child that was um probably designed uh to 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 watch to observe and but then also had um the penchant to exhort or talk so those two things don't really go hand in hand you know like when you're in the woods shh just listen mm-hmm. like what are we listening for look at that over there is that what we're looking for no oh <laughs> hey, i just saw a deer go by what are we supposed to do you know like so but somehow all of that worked out and for me uh there's there i hope for everyone i'm gonna offer this little tidbits uh, as we go but i just want you to be passionate uh, or a hope. That's what that's what I want for you as a human being is to have a passion, especially if you're a young human being, childlike. And um, I don't. It doesn't matter what the passion is, but just something that that really kind of you know gets fuzzy inside of you. And for me, that was baseball. For whatever reason, my granddad took me down. And, uh, you know, I wasn't very good. I never played. I was. You know, I might even been afraid of the ball, but I really loved baseball, and that carried me through my childhood fanatically i mean right. really, you know and so back then that was like you had to read a lot to get information it wasn't on the internet because there was none and it was my passion all the way through high school having played college scholarship gets me into a college in, in florida small liberal arts school rollins uh i go out and play professionally uh with the astros then transition that into a career which has me scouting, evaluating players. Wow, that's um, crazy. So one of the traits of all of that was observation. I call it observation, but there's a certain survival technique. You know, like when you get in the ring, Mr. Banks, you know that you've got to size up your opponent. How do I fit in? How, of course. What are th- some things I might need to do different or, oh, I see right there, there's a, you know, there's a weakness or there's a place that gives me an advantage or shoot, I better just hang on and roll with this, this boy. Cause he got some, you know, swag, whatever. And so I think I was really good at that. Maybe better at that than actually as a player, there's, there's survivors and there's ballers, right? And right. you're, you're either one of the guys on the team that's only there so that, the superstar gets to play. And maybe I was that kind of guy, but I learned an awful lot. And then I was in Houston, Texas, working for the Houston Astros as the assistant director of minor leagues and scouting. I was an executive. I had nice suits, company car, expense report, making a decent salary, um, living the life. And I, and I, I followed a, a young lady into a building to chat her up for uh, maybe uh, a dinner and when I went into that building, it was a theater and I saw what they were doing down on stage. And I thought to myself, I just, it just hit me. Wow. That's what I do. I'm that. Why I should do that. And uh, I could do that. And I, I couldn't, 
actually as much as in my head I thought I could, but that I thought I could um, gave me the motivation to go and figure that out. So I slowly but surely pivoted and transitioned into acting from baseball. So in a certain sense, I'd had like two careers that you give both arms for professional baseball and acting. I'm, I'm very grateful and fortunate for, for both. And through that all, I want to say that I've understood where I fit and how to fit or survive or how to not survive. I think that's such a word of compromise or complacency. How do I help really? Right. How do I help? Um, how do I help my team win? How do I help my team uh, compete? How do I help this production tell the story? And so I'm, I'm good at understanding that, or I've grown that. That's a long origin story. I don't know if any oh, of Oh, no, we, hey, we love the long origin story because, hey, we've had people come up here and their origin stories have been very short, but we always enjoy it when it's a very long one because you get into the nitty gritty. And I was going to ask you a question. I wanted for you to finish your origin story. When you went into that restaurant where you saw the lady at, did you get a steak dinner? Oh, we had many, you know, she's, it's interesting. We're still friends and she takes a lot of credit for my acting career. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Does, have I, had I not been wearing it, those jeans, you might never become an actor. And, <laughs> so, I think there's a point to that. You know, right? we, can, we can spin that in several ways. Uh-huh. I'm, Thank sure you, Levi. I'm sure I had a steak. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about having a steak whenever I can get one mm-hmm. um, and wherever I can get one. I'm in Oklahoma City right now. They have great steaks, obviously. Texas is a great place to have a steak. I think I had a nice steak over in Hampton. Uh, at, uh, was, Longhorn? No, it was another restaurant. It was more of a mom and pop. It was, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was. It wasn't one of the franchise ones, but, but I've had steaks. Was it called Finn? Uh, Finn, like F-I-N, like the end. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. I think I paid good for it. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. A, Finn, yeah. Finn, Finn is high dining. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I think that, I think that might've been it. Right. Hey, hey, and I if don't, that, that's, if that's it, you know, that's where uh, my ex-wife works, you know, oh, my, really? the mother she of my children. And, you know, she could, she could have served you that steak. That's what uh-huh. I'm saying, right? Yeah. So and we're, and we're all connected somehow. I would say that if that were the case, I'm a I'm a good tipper. I'm a good tipper. Awesome. I got a tip for you. Uh, plant your corn early. That's what they say here in Oklahoma. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, what I I want to comment on something, you know, you just talking about playing your part, playing your position, knowing what your role is and what you're good at. And I think I really, really respect and I, I like people hearing that kind of stuff because, you know, as human beings, we're like so prideful and think that we should be the main character. We should be the star. And that's just not the case for most of us. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I really like getting into the mindset of just because you're not the guy, it doesn't mean you're not important to the overall production. Yeah. And I also think that you are the guy. You're the guy in your uh, your microcosm, like right. and I think I that like is, that. that's important to know. You're just as important as another guy in their little microcosm, and together. Uh, and and the other thing I like to think about is you, we're all one. You know, I have uh, I, I, 
if 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 Leo DiCaprio is not successful in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, none of us are. Right. And, yeah. and he can't be without me, actually. What right. I got to do, and I got to hold up my end of things to help him hold up his end of things. And so it's all interrelated. And and if we truly are in a universe where it, where we're all connected, which I th- think that that kind of energy is is real, then it doesn't matter who's getting the props. We're all getting right. the gifts, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's a hard thing to get around because we do give uh, accolades to those who really shine, you know, right. mm-hmm. and then I think then perhaps the internet becomes so popular because it's a place for you to really shine. You can be a star in your own world. And, uh, and I think that's good to understand and feel good about that. And you should take that out into the real world too. Mm-hmm. Right. And be, be supportive of that. You know, uh, one of the things I liked, I think the two of you, when I asked about leveling up what that was, you mentioned, I think, uh, Mr. Banks about energy and I'm a big believer in energy. I love energy and I love the, I love creating energy because energy is how things happen. Mm-hmm. And when things aren't happening, it, 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 it's it, the energy level is is not appropriate. And Absolutely. it's amazing how that. you can change energy. You know, all of a sudden, I would have you get out of your chair and just, whoo! <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you do that three times, hi, hi, whoo! If you get a little noisy and a little loud, Things are going to change biochemically mm-hmm. in you and you're going to feel some adrenaline going and your heart's rushing a little bit. And now your eyes are, you know, you got some twinkle going and that's, that's energy. That's right. why mm-hmm. athletes, you know, get themselves pumped up. Um, you know, we all make fun of uh, uh, Ric Flair with that whole thing, but there's an energy to that. And every, you know, like Mr. Banks is a wrestler, you know, there's an energy that's required yeah, uh, to do all of it, and I—it's I, so important. And if you in a, if you're stuck, change your energy. You can't change your energy with your 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 bottom on the seat. You really physically exactly. have to get up. Mm-hmm. You have to change your physicality to change your energy. So you have to move around. And, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but to piggyback off of that, like one of the things that I always do before I go out to the ring is I. I make sure that I'm always pacing and walking around. So that way, when I go through that curtain, I'm full of energy because I always feel like if you're just sitting down in one spot, it's like, you're not, you're not energized. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when, when you're, when you're, when I'm walking around, I'm energized. But when I go through that curtain, I'm fully energized because I'm a character, I'm larger than life. And I love how you said that, um, you know, you have to do something so that way that you can have that energy in you. Uh, you know, one of the things that I had told the guy at the gym yesterday when we were working out was that it doesn't matter how how big you are, how small you are. It doesn't matter if you're the strongest person or you're the fastest person. As long as you believe in yourself and you tell yourself that you're the strongest person in here and you're the fastest person in here, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like you said, we are all on one path and uh, everybody uh, one thing I always say is like we go down different routes but we're all on the same path if that makes yeah yeah it's the same highway it's just got little uh, you know different levels that you're on so I guess Mm -hmm. that's that's leveling up now (laughs) uh, 
to counter or to to add an addendum onto that, gentlemen, is that when you have this energy, then you have to channel it and use it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you, it's like free flowing electricity. I always ask, well, why, why do we still have cords? Well, mm-hmm. we can't just let free ions of electricity randomly, we'd all be electrocuted, right? So we've got to mm-hmm. channel that, that power, uh, which is through um, uh, a, a good, controlled, relaxed state. Mm-hmm. And so creating energy and then being able to guide it through a relaxation process, which might be meditation, a relaxation process that might be just some deep breathing. We see, you know, athletes or singers or anybody that performs, take a deep breath channel to get in themselves, to be present. Those are, those are all skills that everybody not only is capable of, but, like can be really good at you can that 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 can be a skill that will always serve you and i'm i'm really into that place in our lives because i think that that it's a hack it's a buy mm-hmm. it's a hack it's a biohack it's a shortcut that you you don't have to pay the dummy tax like i did mm-hmm. spending all my life as an ex-athlete or as an athlete working hard you know working hard is working on cement out in the street Mm-hmm. Uh, working difficult is solving, you know, math problems, but working smart is when you know it, you know, it, put your pen down, go, go get some rest, rest, mm-hmm. is, rest is superfood, man. And, mm-hmm. and so the idea that you're going to look over your lines until you're blurry eyed and you know, them forwards and backwards, you know, you don't actually want that. You want to look at your stuff until you know it and then let it go, go, mm-hmm. go rest, go relax, yep. mm-hmm. you know, um, and and that way, when you deliver, it's very natural. It's very authentic. It's yep. and it and it has a presence to it. So uh, these are all really hard lessons. You have to live some life to actually understand what those are. But if you can start getting your headspace to understand at a age youth, um, <laughs> you can get there quicker. And right. I think actually, when you know we. I'm actually a big advocate of the YouTube generation and the TikTok generation because I do watch them and I see that they've overcome high stepped a lot of hurdles mm-hmm. that my generation got hung up on and, right. and wasn't able to overcome. And they didn't even bother. I'm not going to wrestle with that. I'm just, I'm going to go over it or around it. I don't have to deal with whatever that was earning your stripes is one right, of them. Right. Or, yeah. or, uh, um, you know, doing your time that that doesn't play anymore. Almost mm-hmm. nowhere, guys. Hate to say it, we were all raised like, or I was, you know. But that's not a player anymore. I work, I work for twenty three year olds that just show up and they're movie stars. Yeah, right. based on but based on them giving themselves permission to be so, and I actually have no problem with that. Yeah, okay? I love yeah. that. Yeah, they know what I, I love they know too. what they need to do. You know, they know what they need to do. I used to go, well, they they haven't had any experience. They don't know what to do. They do know what to do, and they may not be as you know reverent to like, hey, you're an OG or respectful. You know that doesn't matter. They'll they'll get that in time, and 
they just maybe the thing is they're so no fault to the generation in place now, but they're not allowed to experience as much because it's moving so fast, whatever is required of them. So they're not getting to experience. And all of a sudden they'll come to a guy like me and go, wow, you really, you really dug in. That's really cool. What you do. I, I mean, I never thought about saying it the way you did or, that's an interesting take on the character. I just never saw that. And it's really great. And clearly I read it one way and you do it a different way. And that's why you're here. I know why I'm here, but I like what you got. You know, those people that do that type of thing are going to get it. Right. And you go through life without smelling the roses for lack of a better term you, you you might miss out, but go ahead and be big, proclaim, take what's out there, but recognize it's all about the lesson and the light and the love and whatever gets in the way of that interference, corrosion, ego. Well, we all go through that, but you got to clean that up because you, you better you better know it's just all about a lesson. It's not really about the applause. It's about the lesson. Mm-hmm. You go out there and get your butt whooped, and it stings, it's hurt, your ego's <laughs> beat up. But somewhere, you're going to sit down and go, oh, I get it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah, all right. I might make that mistake again, but I'm going to be better prepared to not and i'll learn from it and you know what i appreciate getting my ass kicked right there because i never right. would have thought about rocky you know, mentality uh-huh. yeah i mean so anyway that's a lot of philosophy we're throwing around out here hey and, it, and it's for free ladies and gentlemen it is free yeah right it is free hey <laughs> i don't i don't know if you know who uh bo billingsley is but he's an actor and voice actor and uh is we he related have, to Barbara Billingsley, the former actress that was Miss uh, Mrs. Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver? No. I, I don't think so. Okay, but okay. no. But when he when he was up here, like you know, he was just dropping a lot of knowledge too, and you know, we always appreciate it because it's like you said. I mean, like you might not consider yourself an OG, Trav. Who did we have up here, and they didn't know what an OG was? We was interviewing somebody, Robert. No, it wasn't Robert. It was somebody else, okay. and. It was somebody else we was interviewing, and like uh, they thought it was that John. John, yes, John Swayze, and oh, he yeah. was just like he thought that OG stood oh. for old, old goat, old, or old guy, old guy, yeah, <laughs> old guy, yeah. And it's like I just feel like you know you always have to give the people. Hey, who I love, I love John Swayze. He and I used to do voiceover together. Hey, and y'all, and y'all are both in Bubblegum Crisis, I believe. Yeah, that's yep. right. We See, look at yeah. that, man. Trav, look, this is what we do here on Leveling Up with Brandon yeah. Banks. And, and we did a movie together about uh, air traffic controllers, which is a really high pressure job. You can imagine trying to land these jets with a right. lot of, you know, uh, it's it. And so it was really great. And, but John and I are friends, longtime friends, Houstonians. Uh, mm. Let's talk about the voiceover thing for a minute because that's so interesting. Nice segue. John's a, a Texan, Houstonian. And that's where we started to do this was uh, in a little warehouse space called uh, ADV. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were yep. kind of on the, the, the brink, they were the cutting edge of purchasing Japanese titles and then voice dubbing them. And they're like, well, who would we get? Uh, 
well, there's these actors. Why don't we just hire actors? And we didn't have any inclination. There wasn't really at that time. There was, of course, but it was Hollywood bound. But in Houston, Texas, there wasn't a, you weren't a voice actor or a theater actor or television right. or film actor. You were just an actor. You did everything. Mm-hmm. And you were all things to all men, so to speak. And <laughs> so they, they hired us. And we were getting paid to go like talk, but it had to be translated. And we were matching back then lip flaps. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are two different languages, uh, Japanese and, and English. And so some words had to be clipped. Some words had to be stretched out. It was really a challenge. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a lot of work. But I thought we did a good job in those early anime. I'm sure there's a quality that's lacking, but yeah. Um, there was for for what we felt like was we were getting paid and probably way underpaid, no doubt. We were very happy. And interestingly, kind of cut our teeth there. And it it kind of opened up my sensibility to character work mm-hmm. using your voice, which now I actually as an actor, that's one of my real sharp tools is my voice my inflection, my delivery, my cadence, all of those things are a big part of what I use because I don't look like Brad Pitt, for instance. And and I kind of developed that through voice work early on at ADV. I mean, you might be reading for a little girl. Uh, you might be reading for some huge, you know, mo- robotant monster. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, John made good on it. Obviously, he's got a great career. Or someone like Spike Spencer or Amanda Wynn or Tiffany right. Grant. You know, yeah. all these people. We all – or Jason Douglas, my maybe my best friend. Jason Douglas has done a lot of anime. I think he's on Dragon Ball Z now. Hey, I've, I've slid in his DMs. Yeah, I've tried crazy. to get him up here. Hey, you and Jason are so close because that's another OG. So, you know, our, yeah, our yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I brought him over there, you right. know, I'm like, Hey, there's this crit. They'll pay you to talk. Oh, you, so you had on the jeans this time and he followed yeah. you. Okay. I mean, yeah, but, well, exactly. Travis, it's just like how Lou was saying back when he was doing the scouting for baseball. I mean, it's kind of the same thing when it came to voice acting and even when it comes to acting, you know what I'm right. saying? It's just like one person gets their foot in the door and then they look out for their boys. That's that's how it is. The Adam Sandler effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the best way to be interesting because we've all been in that place where we recognize this is not easy. You right. know, again, I don't it's like not. using the word hard because I, I, I think hard is a definitive word about texture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like cement's hard. This is not this is not easy. This is difficult. Because, and there's only one job. But when you get to a beautiful place where there's one job for all of us, right? This might not be mine. It could be Jason's, and I mm. and I hope it is, or it could be Travis's, or but I'm gonna get mine. Mine's right. Mine's there. There's more. So when you start living in a world of more than enough, instead right. of a world of there's not enough, I'm gonna get mine and keep it secret, or a world there's just enough. I'm going to get mine and get by. Mm-hmm. But the minute you change your mindset to there's way more than enough for all of us, it starts showing up. I've and always felt better. like that too. There's enough yeah. out here for everybody. I hate, I hate when you read online, like, you know, not everybody can be this. And it's like, well, why can't, why not? 
Like who? Yeah, all you got to do is show them the who, way. Who said? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Show me how you did it, and mm-hmm. let me take that and kind of figure out my own way a little. Yeah, bit. that'd be one of my first pieces of advice when you're looking to go do something. Look up the road at who's doing it mm-hmm. that you are fashioning yourself after, and ask them. Hey, could you tell me how you did it? Or do you know anyone who could help? Can you help? Or do you know anyone who can help? And it's in people's nature to help, believe it or not. That's, mm-hmm. that's what our, our essence is to help one another. And so if we're, if we're asked, oftentimes we'll answer. I love now, this. Most of us don't ask. Most of us, uh, I know how to get there. You know what? It's a pride thing. I was well, I don't I'm need also- to pull- I don't need to pull over for directions. I I know where I'm going. I don't. <laughs> no, I I you know there's sometimes you know banks will be like you know, hey man, I'm gonna slide in his DMs as he likes to say, and I'm like, dude, that guy ain't got time for us. So I've been a victim to that mentality too. You know, I'm not I'm not happy go lucky all the time. Neither. Hey, hold on, that's not me. You you meant D. Like I stay sliding in. No, the I said you will, and my response to that is like, dude, that guy ain't gonna. Oh, my respond bad. to us. I rewind. He's it. up here, and we're down here. You yeah, know, I always, but, I always slide in DMs because I always say you never know what they're gonna say. They can either say yes, no, or they may not respond at all. And I mean, like to go back to Jason, like back when we first started our podcast, like I had commented on his Instagram and I was just like, Hey, I sent you a message to see if we can interview you. And he said he had never got the message, but it's because, um, if you're not following each other on Instagram, like that message just goes into like, uh, what is it called? Trav? Like the message request. Yeah. Message request. And I'm sure like, you know, cause he's, he's popular. So it's like, I'm sure like his message request is, is filled with messages. So He's never going to see that. But like, I always, I always go. And then even with Lou, you know, I saw that the horror convention was here in town and I always say, you know, it's best to go and do something in person than do it online or over the phone. Because if somebody comes to your town and you have an opportunity to network, then why wouldn't you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's all about growing and getting to where you want to be at in life. That's Has Jason done your show? No, 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 yeah, like I said, I, I we started back in 2018, and this was when we first started. But uh, I'll 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 shoot him another message. Yeah, he will. He will. I'll shoot him. I, at this time, I'll be like, "Hey, Lou sent this." Yeah, <laughs> from Big Brother Lou. That's right. That's, that's right. I'll be like, "Yeah, Lou. Hey, Lou. Lou gave the word, man." Golden Eat Tattoo. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard, Portsmouth, Virginia, for all your nerd-related tattoos. Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks. You get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757-465-1010. Call them today. I wanted to ask, man, because I, I'm a huge, you know, rock guy. And I came up on, you know, that that new metal stuff and White Zombie coming out and then Rob Zombie coming out. And you've just done so much stuff with with Rob to make me feel like you have some sort of relationship with For him. For sure. I mean, yeah. What is that like being friends with, you know, a rock icon? Like, you know, you got yeah. Ozzy Osbourne and Rob Zombie's up there with guys like that. Yeah. And if you haven't seen him and it sounds like you have, Travis, uh, his show is amazing. And talk about energy on stage. Right. So mm-hmm. he brings a lot of that same energy 
uh, on set when he's directing. And so he has a certain level of intensity. So when he's like, I want you to grab this guy and you know, take the knife and you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> I see now, I see where that is. But I always say about Rob, he knows what he wants and he wants what he knows, but he's a really regular guy. Right. Ultimately he is a, a huge fan of the genre. Like, the people that he makes his product for. He's just like them. He knows what he would want to see. Mm -hmm. And so he keeps, he keeps really in that lane and it always serves his audience. And I think he's just gotten better and better at storytelling. I think he's getting better as a musician. He keeps going and playing. He's got a great band right now. Yeah. 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 Um, still got Johnny Five with him. So. Rob's thing was this, like uh, growing up as a kid, he, he wanted to be, you know, he wanted to be in the arts like all of us. Right. Uh, I want, I, you know, he didn't want to be an athlete. All right. So you guys probably did, but I, I did too. But so he was like, he liked to draw and, mm -hmm. and graphic novels and comic books. And so I want to be, um, you know, a comic book guy. And, but who's going to look at my comic books? I'm nobody. Mm -hmm. So he just decided I'm going to be somebody and am I going to be an at? No, I'm not going to be a famous Boston Red Sox. That's <laughs> uh, am I going to be an actor? No, no one gets to act. There are actors. We don't, what is an actor? I mean, growing up in Massachusetts, you wouldn't know. And mm -hmm. okay. Uh, what about a rock star? Oh, that'd be good. Well, I don't sing very well. I'm not a very good guitarist. Where do I fit in the music industry? Oh, heavy metal. And that's kind of my thing. I, I could maybe do that. I could get through that. And so then he recognized this and he kind of reinvented a genre in a, like a subgenre in the metal genre. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of got this real pop vibe to it, interestingly, and it's fun and it's, uh, but you know, you go to any gym and somebody might be listening to white zombie or Rob zombie, you know, throwing up some some weight yeah, and you wouldn't even know yeah and so he's he's really smart as you can well imagine and he's really good at what he does um because he cares mm -hmm. and he's paid the dummy tax but he's also a guy that's walked over the hurdles like mm -hmm. oh that's gonna cost a lot of money you couldn't do that rob he's like ah, I, I can i'm going to and he just does he's mm -hmm. like Nike. He just does it. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, he's a great example and a good friend. He and his wife, Sherry, they have each other's back. Mm -hmm. Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, I've never seen a couple who just support each other as much as the two of them do. He makes every movie for her and she only does movies for him. And she doesn't let one person say a bad thing about right. him. Why would they? And nobody says anything bad about her. They better not. Mm -hmm. And so it's really kind of cool. They have moved back uh, to Hollywood and they're really into looking out for animals who are in, you know, in need, um, like not to get eaten. <laughs> as, right. we're talking, as we're talking about steaks, uh, <laughs> they've become vegans. So when I work for Rob, it's a vegan set and I have a tofu steak, I guess. Um, hey, and it's nothing wrong with vegan food either. Like uh, my friends, when they had their wedding, that's all they had there was vegan food. And I know a lot of people knock it, but vegan food is—they have some pretty good choices. Yeah, there's a lot there. of good stuff. 
Yeah, vegan food done well or just done is really good. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. And so Rob's great. And I, I'm grateful to have had worked with him and to have a friendship with him. And, and I, I recognize that and I hold it dearly. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And the thing is, is like when he's your director, well, you're both like pulling on this rope. But when you go to his concert, to your point, Travis, he's a rock star. Yes. I mean, he's a rock star. And it, it's an arena that's rocking to him. And, and it's, it's impressive. Yeah. 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 Stage mm -hmm. show is top notch. And again, you know, now that, you know, he's with John Five with him. He used to be with Marilyn Manson back in the day. John yeah. Five's another one. He just adds to the show. You, yeah, you the can't band, keep your eyes off of these guys. The band's tight, yeah. yeah. And Rob mm -hmm. really enjoys it. He, I, the, there was a time when I thought he was going to get out of music altogether. Right. And he's doing as much music as he ever has right now. Yeah, he put out an incredible album this year. So Yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. great. So the question I have for you next is because Lou, you've been in so many awesome projects, yeah. like from being a sheriff to being a murderer. Like, what are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, they're all sort of like children, so you don't want to like single one out, but I do, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, and I always break it down into genres or specificity of the type. So starting with television, and I don't do as much television as actually I would like, but clearly uh, The Walking Dead was a very special gift, a very special opportunity to play Axel in season three, one of the prisoners mm -hmm. uh, that was based on the character in the graphic novels. Right. And it was, it was something I couldn't conceive how great it was going to be. I didn't know the show at that point was popular, but it wasn't popular to the point of where it began. And so right. I had seen the comics or graphic novels come across my desk because I have some horror pedigree. And I was like, this is way too violent. They're never going to make a television show about this. And lo and behold, most popular show ever. And just the family and the collaboration of the production and through writers, producers, actors, camera department, wardrobe, make everyone pulling on the same side of the rope to do the very best possible job to give the audience their very best entertainment and then to even try to one up and that the next week. So mm -hmm. that was a really incredible experience that I hadn't planned for or considered that that could happen. And I'm so grateful that I got to work with a guy like Andrew Lincoln or Norman Reedus or Melissa yeah. McBride or Sarah Wayne Callies, John Berenthal on that show and watch like really great craftsman work. So, so for television, walking dead, on the studio feature film, you know, studio being the big, the big player in the movie theater and, and, uh, and, and having some life. Um, Unstoppable is a movie I did with, mm. uh, for Tony Scott, who I'd done three movies with. He's a, a great action director, suspense thriller. Uh, this was with Denzel Washington and Chris Pine, Rosario Dawson. Mm -hmm. And uh, the train is unmanned and speeding for a small town in Pennsylvania uh, where it's going to blow up with some petrochemicals on it. And mm -hmm. uh, just a great and I, I got to be part of the end of the story from the beginning to the end right. and, be, and be a hero at the end. It was just such an experience. And that, uh, 
That was Tony Scott's last film, right? It was Tony's right. last film. God bless him. And it was so sad that, uh, that he left us. He was such a great, uh, people asked me about working with him and it was yeah. like working with, he's a legend. With, legend. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and it was so fun. It was like working with Willy Wonka, you know, right. or your, your favorite uncle. It was just everybody. His personality was infectious and he was, uh, he demanded a lot, but you wanted to give a lot for him, you know? So right. it was, it was ideal. And that was such a movie that I think it did well. It was at a time in Denzel's career where people were like, oh, is he still got it? And he's like, you bring me the best kid actor, the best young man, and I'll show you that I still got it. And, and yeah. he did. And It was and a good I, movie. Yeah, it was yeah, a good movie. Exactly. And I'm really proud to be part of it. And, so, and it yeah. was really a great experience in so many ways. My character, Ned Oldham, was by himself quite a bit in the cab of a truck. So you kind of got to keep the balls in the air. And mm -hmm. uh, Tony let me develop some things that maybe weren't on the page. And I'm right. forever, forever grateful to, to land that character in that movie. And then an independent movie, we do so many, I, I do so many independent films and they're all great again, but now and again, there's one that sort of steps out. And for me, this was a movie that I did, a little romantic comedy called Waitress. Mm. And uh, this is uh, with Carrie Russell and Nathan Fillion, Jeremy Sisto, Cheryl Hines, and Andy Griffith. Right. Uh, oh, wow. Father oh, wow, of yeah. America at that yeah. point. And, uh, yep. So this was a little movie that went to Sundance. Uh, there was a tragedy with it. The director... And one of the writer director, one of the stars, Adrian Shelley, was murdered during the edit. Wow! And and and, um, and her death uh, kind of it marked the you know the Sundance. But then the movie was so beautiful in its own quirky way that there was you know a ray of sunshine on it. And it's since been developed into a Broadway musical. Uh, mm -hmm. that, awesome. that Sarah Bareilles uh, does and um, uh, it's had a nice run and it was just such a good feeling uh, like when you come home from college and you go see your friends that first night at the bar just that reconnect and right just good to be home it felt like home is that that so uh, so those are three movies that in our efforts that stand out for me as some of my favorites I love that. I love yeah. it. Trav? Again, that's incredible. And I just want to say, you know, rest in peace to Tony Scott. And, For sure. Um, Rid Ridley Scott is my favorite director of all time, and both of them yeah. are just incredible. I don't know if those guys have ever made a bad movie that I've seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's just it's incredible. Different. It's, interesting. it's interesting how their movies are different. So you know, different? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Like straightforward. Tony could care less about details or continuity. Right keep moving forward and keep it crazy. And Ridley's very nuanced and very, mm -hmm. you know, detail and cerebral and, and they're just wonderful filmmakers, no doubt. Um, Ridley paid me a nice compliment at the premiere of Unstoppable that I'll never forget. He said, you had an impossible task to be a man on an Island in that truck and, and you did it. You pulled it off. So be, be, proud of that so that's yeah. super cool that's, that yeah. being said i've never worked for ridley scott so yeah, uh, genius, <laughs> give you though. give you your flowers I, I love that man yeah yeah absolutely so um 
Yeah, we're getting towards the end of this thing, and we kind of got like a famous question at nice. the end that normally D always asks, but unfortunately couldn't be here with us tonight. So where D where D at? What's what these these hey. got better things to do? Uh, he's in the submarine under the sea, and uh, uh, he's he trying to save. That. He's trying to save uh, the planet Earth because it, right it's, a, it's a it's a haunted submarine, and uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's up to D because it's the spooky season. You know he's trying to save us. So uh, D, I got yeah, I get we hope it. that you're doing. I get it. He's ghostbusting right now. Good on you, D, and uh, stay para abnormal. That's right. Uh-huh. But um. Yeah, you know, and I can't actually wait to really get your answer on this. But, you know, kind of as a kid growing up, what is a movie? Because usually the question for us is like from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. stuck with you. But really, you know, for you coming up, you can even go earlier. For sure. What what movies did uh, like really stuck with you when you were coming up? Like a horror movie. Well, it's interesting because I... I saw horror movies, but my horror movies were more um, the occasional Hammer films of Frankenstein, yeah, Dracula, the, yeah, the Wolfman. Um, so the more creature features, so to speak. So um, things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or um, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Rosemary's Baby was really scary. Yes. For Still me. holds up. Uh, that is that's my favorite horror film because I think it's psychological terror and that's sort of my right. sensibility. Uh, but horror, maybe I wasn't exposed to it as much as I've become active in it for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but, but there were some movies and they would always of course be cowboy movies, a John Wayne movie, mm-hmm. um, the Cowboys, because those were young boys. Uh, it's one of the few movies John Wayne ever died in. Might be the only one other than the last one he did, McClintock, I think. Um, cool Hand Luke. I loved Paul Newman, so Cool right. Hand Luke was a real favorite of mine. Bullet might have been the first movie that I ever saw. It was a crazy car wow. chase with Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, people say, what's your favorite movie? And... I remember it as a kid and it was a little bit like Lima beans, but then it stuck with me and today it still sticks with me. It's a wonderful life. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. yeah. So that, that is still one of my faves. And uh, I think I still well up with tears. No man who has friends is a failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that uh, I, I always remember the first time I ever saw it. I was a kid, and uh, my aunt, of course, it was in black and white, and like right. we was just like, "What is this movie?" Because my aunt, she she always put Christmas movies on during the holidays. Sure. And you know, us being kids, it's just like we're not trying to watch this, but then it's just like we're watching it. And it's just like wow, it's just like nobody knows who he is, and it's like it's 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 a really good story. I don't he know is. if it's been. If it's been remade or not, but if it no, has, it don't watch the remake. Watch the classic. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been remade. No, I'm it hasn't. Great. I'm I don't great. know. I was gonna say I don't know if anything from Frank Capra has been remade, and he's got an incredible career. I'm like, uh, yeah. my, my favorite movie of his might be It Happened One Night. I, yeah, I love great that movie. film. It's a so, great movie. Yeah, I don't think anything from Frank Capra has really been remade. 
Maybe he's got a memoratorium on it that you don't get to do that. Right. It's, uh, like a <laughs> unwritten Hollywood rule that you don't yeah. do the, you know, you don't do that. Uh, but then there's some great movies that I fall in love with. Oh, I like I like Guillermo del Toro's take on fairy tales. I love Pan's oh, Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. I just watched uh, Crimson Peak last night. Just yeah, yeah. I love uh, I love the Babadook. is a is a really mm-hmm. psychological tear. I love Beasts of a Southern Wild. Uh, I thought was delicious and delightful. Um, there's so much good product out there and television for sure. Now we're all watching. Um, different things on Netflix and Hulu and right, Amazon we can binge. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's impossible to see everything, but yep. you certainly have a chance to see something. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. my granddad used to say, there's a, there's a seat for every bottom. I like That's that. true. Uh-huh. Hey, one thing I always say is that uh, in a bag of Skittles, if you pour all of them on the table, everybody is going to have a different flavor that they like. And that's how it is when it comes to television and movies. There's something out there for everybody. Yeah, That's the truth. That's the mm-hmm. truth. So, Lou, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us during the spooky season and coming up right. and leveling up with Benjamin Banks. I feel leveled up, and I feel like I've got my spooky energy. Yeah! Man, I love I'm to hear that. To, I'm ready to blow through that curtain. I'm going to relax and I'm going to use my good energy to be present and provide. And uh, I'm going to ask your audience on leveling up with banks to, uh, to try it. You might like it like lima beans. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So uh, before we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at. Oh yeah. I, uh, I do Twitter. So I'm Lou Temple actor at Twitter. When we did the walking dead, we started Twitter and I've just stayed on it. My Instagram got taken down because I got fished, hacked, and then they exploited my account and mm. the algorithm got mad. And so I've never, I've never bothered to re-up on Instagram. Unfortunately, I know that's everybody's go-to and I'm just not there. And um, uh, you can see what I'm doing on IMDb. And then uh, I do a little Patreon thing called the Texican where you can, for $5, subscribe and get to see some behind-the-scenes on movies like this or see some preparation for auditions and big, uh, you know, going into the rooms with, you know, Scorsese to read for, you know, a role or uh, just how to go about telling a story. Every man must tell his or her story. You can't walk to learn to tell it. And I like, um, and I like to help. So that's the Texican on Patreon. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, This has been incredible. You have been more than blessed us with knowledge and number positive energy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you for blessings to you. Thank you. Trav, we did it again. The spooky season train. It is running wild, bro. And it was awesome having Lou up here. Bro, I love it when we have guests come up here and, you know, they just give us life lessons and, you know, drop so much knowledge because they don't have to do that. And I know sometimes, you know, we like to kid around and, you know, joke here, hee ha, hee ha. But it's always cool when we have cool people like Lou come up here and just drop knowledge on us. And who knew that he worked with John? That's awesome, right? Yeah, I, I can't when yeah, when he said I was like, you know, one of his best friends, I was like, what what's the chance of that? You know, uh-huh. we're talking about you know, I mean, I, I got the burst pops, you know, behind me. You know what I uh-huh. mean? You know, so. 
And look, all it took was me mentioning the OG thing, and then it led right, to the voice, the voice acting stuff. And I mean, I mean, and it makes sense because they're both from Texas. And uh, yeah, it's just you just never know. You never know who you're gonna talk to. You never know what friends you're gonna meet, what friends you're gonna make. And like I always say up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, we're like Olive Garden because when you're here, we're family. Hey man, so and you never know what somebody's into. I, you know I, what I mean? You, you don't know what kind of inspiration they got or, you know, you could kind of take one look at Lou and not think he's going to come up here and talk about meditation and positive mm-hmm. energy. And you know what I mean? So you never know, you know, what mm-hmm. you, when you talk to somebody, that's when you find out who they are. Uh-huh. I 100% agree with you on that, man. So with that being said, thank you, everybody, for listening to our brand new episode. D, we hope that we see you back soon. We hope mm-hmm. that you defeat whatever monster that you are fighting at the bottom of the sea. And we hope that we see you back up here. We hope that you come back 100% and you don't have any injuries. And if you do, then we'll just use the Dragon Balls to fix you back up. No, or we God. could have or we, or we could have Recovery Girl give him a kiss wherever he's injured at and like she can heal it. Slow down, but, uh, buddy. <laughs> Be married. So Slow try- down. Hey, so Trav. Let them know where they can find you at a social media land. Hey, that's right. You know, as always, every week, you can find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio. You can find me on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K, where I also am on Letterboxd, where you can check out all of my movie reviews, check out my list, see what I'm watching. Uh, how about podcast number one hero? Where are they going to find him at? You can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks at Leveling Up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Leveling Up. I wanted to say D's uh, Instagram because he's not here. But make sure that you go and subscribe and follow D on his Instagram at rebellious Mm. underscore underscore D23. And then now, me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, you can find me at KingBenji underscore Banks. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again for listening to this episode. Make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. That is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on TikTok. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel where we got reviews, interviews, reaction videos, all that good stuff up there. And that is Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. We also have a Patreon. Thank you to all our patrons who donate to us. And if you are feeling generous and would love to donate to us, it is at Leveling Up Banks. And uh, with that being said, thank you again. Make sure that you stay safe during this spooky season. Make sure that you're watching the horror movies. You're carving pumpkins. You're baking cookies. Try what else do you do during the spooky season? Oh, man. Watching movies constantly. Uh, last night, I watched uh, Scream 2. I watched Crimson uh-huh. Peak. And, uh, man, just got to entertain yourself, man. Enjoy the holiday season. I go to some haunted houses. And, and when you do right. go to the haunted houses, Ride make sure Hay that Ride. you have your mask on and you stay six feet apart from everybody. Stay safe. And like I always say, keep that pinky up. Stay positive. We'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Peace.